second that motion. Please to be exiting the area and take your miserable paintball guns and bear mace and whatever other KKK approved arsenal you may have and beat it from our streets, please. Greetings, friends, and welcome in to this, the uh, 153rd edition of Fusebox Unflinchingly entitled Bozo Battalion. I'm your not-convinced Mr. Peanut's demise wasn't an inside job. Host, Mark Rose, and uh, over there, awash in the glow of various digitalia, is the lord of levels himself, sorry. Uh, <laughs> Milk canes, everybody. Look, man, seriously, I, sh- I-, I just hope as hell these morons just, just get the hell out of Portland. Stay out. Well, of agreed. And, uh, and and for those not aware, we uh, we originate this show from Portland, Oregon, where, as many will know, has been the scene of, uh, at least as uh, we record this now, over three months of continuous demonstrations regarding uh, Black Lives Matter and social change in general and... Uh, a few days ago, inspired uh, by by the the orange guy in the White House, yeah, inflamed more like in, in, in yes, inflamed if you prefer uh, by remarks made by that guy that uh, law and order was simply out of order here. Kind of sent up the big bozo signal, and uh, our city here was uh, visited by these uh, MAGA hat-wearing, quote, patriots, driving semis and pickup trucks, clearly intent on uh, creating chaos and inciting violence here. Yeah, somebody got shot here a few days ago. Well, yes, and uh, curiously, the guy that shot the counter-demonstrator was also just shot and killed by police in a uh, very strange set of circumstances that are still, at least at uh, the moment right now, uh, unknown. The guy who was initially shot the previous night was allegedly a member of a uh, pro-Trump uh, supporters group. I gotta tell you, I was thinking there for a while that that guy had been shot by one of his own. Wouldn't that have been a shit show? You know, what they're saying is that uh, that guy, who was just uh, also shot was trying to protect a friend of his from being assaulted. And that's when all the fireworks started. Uh, They have made multiple arrests here uh, of others involved in the demonstrations. But to my knowledge, uh, firearms were not uh, the main reason for their arrest. Destruction of property and uh, unlawful assembly, something they're calling a riot condition, uh, was the reason. And I get it. It's not a great situation. 
Well, here's the thing, though, and I think this is just human nature. Time and time again, things change when you get a violent eruption. I think it'd be great if we could just all sit around some sort of boardroom table and discuss this rationally, and we'll uh, work it all through. Well, that might happen sometime, but not before the shit gets angry and chaotic. It's just the way it well, is. Well, you know what? I, I just hope we don't end up with little Beirut here as a result, which uh, reminds me that uh, according to our orange leader, they say that when you walk through the streets of Portland, this is years and years of burning and it's oh, so not the last on. 90 days. It's been really. No, no, chaos. it's been horrible in the last Protests. 90 days. But no, it's been going on for many. It's been going on for many, many years. Now, look, I don't care what your political leaning or, or if you want to elect a stock of broccoli for president. I live here and have for over 20 years now, Portland was not and has not been burning for years. It's a bald-faced lie, another bad, kind of a Florida con kind of bad way of gaslighting again. It's simple. I don't know what it takes to convince the great unwashed out there that the guy's lying through his cheap tan all the time. It's a game with him. And uh, like you mentioned, Mr. Keynes, it's optics. He's wanting to create this illusion of anarchy as some sort of uh, political theater. You know, uh, another way to look at this unrest uh, is what happens in nature, man. You know, like when an island forms, you got this huge volcanic eruption from under the sea, right? There's smoke, lava, and then some toxic shit in the air, and then it all settles down. And uh, maybe then you get a jungle, or maybe even some kind of paradise, even. Like Altoona. <laughs> no, I get it. It's a good analogy, by the way. Well, well, thank you. You know, I thought I'd bring some class to the show, you know? Sure glad one of us is. <laughs> you know, it, it, it's been tough going out there, friends. I uh, I know our, uh, our mayor has his uh, hands full dealing with all this. Social unrest, pandemics, you know. Yeah, don't forget the demonstrations have often ended up outside of his apartment downtown too so so often in fact he's talking about relocating yeah folks have been uh, calling for him to resign and shit well I, I, i'm sure he's getting the message of course of course orange guy has to tweet about the mayor's seeming lack of robust solutions uh, to these rather complicated issues well his plan sure didn't work out, bringing in the Gestapo to restore things. All that is doing is fanning the flames of unrest. We don't need jet fuel poured on the flames. Seriously, that's not the answer at all. Well, it's certainly his answer. He wants this chaos for the optics. His, uh, his, his core supporters, they just eat it up. Now, and I know he keeps blaming Democrats or, or, or whatever for this mess, but reality check. This is happening on your watch. You're the central figure in all of these issues today. You're the inspiration, if you will. Yeah, that's kind of what our mayor said the other day. He was pissed, too. <laughs> yeah, he was. Trump was 
tweeting at the same time Wheeler was uh, having that press conference about the the, the uh, shooting, and, and Trump called him a fool. Yeah, that's uh, real diplomacy at work there. Oh, hell, he can't even spell diplomacy, let alone know what it is. Well, I don't know, friends. Uh, the unrest is definitely not ceasing, right? Uh, and we're gaining rapidly on uh, Election Day. A, a day, I hope, will change the characters in this scenario. Because, frankly, I don't know what four more years of this would actually look like. Well, I am. And speaking of that burning smell, a real upstanding guy is having to face the music as well. Yeah, that's right. Jerry Falwell Jr., Son of that pillar of morality and just plain good, clean living guy, Jerry Falwell Sr., he of the moral majority fame. Remember them? Oh, yeah. Same asshat who said 9-11 was caused by gay people. (laughs) Jerry Jr. really is an upstanding person, all right. He's, in fact up standing in the corner watching his wife get it on with another guy. (laughs) Yeah, how about that? So ex-pool cleaner turned property manager Giancarlo Granda says he had an awkward, but somehow not that awkward, fling or two or nine with Falwell's wife, Becky, over the course of several years. Years? At what point did the awkward part kick in? (laughs) Well, when she insisted he wear the plush banana suit and sing the national anthem, I think. Have to check that, but I think that's what it was. Yeah. But this landmine set off a whole cascade of nasty fallout as well, and old Jerry has had to step down as head of Liberty University as a result. Yeah. Well, so I guess that setting an example of clean living and moral purity is kind of a suggestion here. And of course, friends, <laughs> there's a little orange guy stink on this too. Yes, I know. I can see you rolling your eyes and, oh God, what now? No, listen, listen. You see, back in 2016, Jerry Falwell Jr. was an endorser of Ted Cruz, who actually did his announcement that he was running for president at Liberty University. However, something came up. Dirty pictures. Shocking. Yes, yes. Dirty pictures of old Jerry and... Tammy Faye Baker? Nope. Hillary? Nope. Bill? Close. Holy carp. No, I'm sorry. I'm flipping all the cards. Dirty pictures of old Jerry and our awkward pool guy, Mr. Granda. That's right. So Jerry was looking for this uh, to go away, and uh, Orange Guy uh, assisted 
by sending in his fixer, Michael Cohen. You remember him. Orange Guy made him do all the payouts back then, right? To hookers and drug runners for Don Jr. You know. Well, Mikey was able to bury the, quote, racy personal photographs. And then in return, J.F. Jr. was then quick like a bunny. He starts to endorse Orange Guy at the Iowa caucus and speaking in glowing terms about his religious magnificence. You know, I think I threw up a little in my mouth right then. Uh, Strange bedfellows, as they say. Sounds like a new drinking game, too. Six degrees of Donald Trump. You'd be hammered in no time. So I know it seems like a hundred years ago already, but uh, there was that Category 4 hurricane that hit the uh, southeast coast just a few days back, uh, Lake Charles, Louisiana, to be exact. Um, And it was, (laughs) as you might expect, a mess. Yeah, you know, I heard that if that thing had gone like uh, something like 40 miles east, it would have affected 2.5 million people. As it was, it hit what, that community of about 7,000. At least uh, the major part did. Yeah, uh, and you can imagine a bunch more impacted by that than uh, just that number, for sure. You know, I was watching a, a live uh, drive-through of the Lake Charles area done by a two reporters from the Washington Post, and yeah, it was riveting. And a little nostalgic, too, in a way, because as many know, I spent about 27 years in... Florida. Thank you. Where I have uh, experienced numerous blasts, floods, con men, a general stinky aftermath, more con men, but not a category four. That, uh, that was a special deal. You have the weird irony, too, of uh, once you go venturing out there, you got a whole street pretty much flattened, you know, on one side, branches, roofs torn off, the whole the whole Megilla. And at the top of the next street, nothing. Not a branch out of place, nothing. It's crazy. You know, I got to say, I, I wasn't in the F place there. But I did get caught in one in uh, Corpus Christi once. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, the station I was at was uh, trying to do, well, what radio was made for. You know, provide folks with accurate info and what the hell was going on and where to go and not die and shit. Well, the water got so high at one point over there that uh, we just had to bail. Literally. Well, afterwards, yeah. (laughs) I mean, it was a mess. Oh, man, what a smell. Nothing like wet wallboard and mildew in the morning. Smells like victory. For the hurricane, yeah. Well... Uh, fortunately, if we can say that, a uh, low fatality count on the on the last report there, like maybe 20 or so, but uh, even so. On top of all the other madness right now, you got Vyri from who knows where, social unrest and at, at an all-time high, and an economic system that's uh, pretty broken right now. Oh, and, and while I'm thinking about it, let me just digress a minute as well. I... I do want to uh, formally uh, announce... You're running for mayor? <laughs> right, Sure, right after I do some parasailing in the next hurricane. No, <laughs> I wanted to, uh, to mention that the uh, OED, the Oregon Employment Department, uh, did come through finally 
on the uh, pandemic unemployment assistance thingy that I had applied for. And uh, it only took five months. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah. Well, on you. Must be a relief. Well, uh, huge, actually. Uh, also, uh, I do, <laughs> believe me, I do understand the thankless situation that uh, they at the OED have had, uh, have, have been involved in. I mean, their technical issues, manpower issues, issue issues. I get it. I didn't have to call either because I've heard the stories of being on hold for 197 hours and never getting through or, that, or, or being disconnected in the process or whatever. I just used the, uh, and this was relatively newly revised, a contact form that was designed specifically for PUA recipients and uh, had it straightened out uh, in about one day. Wow. Yeah, I know. So just a note here for uh, historical purposes that uh, that part is at least handled and I can uh, now officially put the other kidney back in now, which, you know, is a good thing because I was, you know, holding it for... uh, And in breaking bovine news, that's right, in an unusual study out of the University of New South Wales, a four-year study determined that painting fake eyes on the butts of cattle could be the future for Botswana farmers, with the tactic proving to be a surprisingly effective way to scare off cow-hungry animal assailants. These animals are massive predators, too. Think uh, big cats of Africa, lions, leopards, uh, cheetahs, hyenas. All of these scared by some fake and, well, let's be honest, not that convincing eyes that are drawn on there. Researchers tested out the uh, drawn-on eyes on 14 different herds that had experienced big cat attacks in the past. So to carry it out, Scientists divided the cattle into three groups. One group had the butt eyes. Another was marked with a simple cross. And the last group, sadly, were left alone. As uh, you may have guessed, the the majority of the success, of course, was the extra pair of eyes on the behind. It worked so well that over the four years, none of the four-eyed cows were taken at all. What's more... The cows marked with the crosses also somehow trick the lions with only four taken by predators in comparison to 15 of the unmarked cows. The researchers out of uh, the University of New South Wales were inspired by eye spots, which can be seen on uh, various species from butterflies to birds. Basically, it's the evolutionary phenomenon where species bear patterns that look like eyes, which signal to incoming predators that they are being watched and deter them from attacking. It apparently is not unlike the old Aussie tactic of putting sunglasses on the back of your head to make magpies think you're watching them so they don't come and uh, peck on your head. Is that a thing there? I mean, birds pecking at you? I believe it is an actual thing, Mr. Keynes. I haven't experienced it myself, but uh, I know that magpies can be quite uh, aggressive, especially if you're standing on their can of Fosters. 
You know what I'm saying? Anyway, apparently, the uh, researchers weren't, at the beginning, very confident that the fake eyes would even work. This is predominantly because the whole eye-spotting mimicry thing had never even occurred in mammals. However, it seems that eye spots do work just as well on mammals. Not only will these findings help save the lives of uh, cows, but they could also save lions in the region who are often shot by farmers protecting their cattle, an occurrence which currently uh, poses the biggest threat to the species. Christ, who gets that job? Just paint some eyes on that lion's butt over there, will you, Carl? Oh, hazard pay has to be enormous, Mr. Keynes. At last, but certainly at the end, is this submission to art imitating life imitating art, kind of. A statue of First Lady Melania Trump that was set ablaze during recent protests will be exhibited at a Slovenian art gallery, according to reporting from Reuters. The statue was carved out of a tree trunk and is dressed in a blue coat similar to the one Melania Trump wore during the 2016 inauguration. The wooden statue of Trump, who was born in Slovenia, was torched by unknown individuals, uh, particularly in the face area, while displayed near her birthplace on July 4th. Amid nationwide riots and protests in the U.S. that included destroying statues of historical figures. Berlin-based American artist Brad Downey, who commissioned the statue from Slovenian folk artist Alice Zupfek, told Reuters that the burnt piece is symbolic of political tensions. You think? <laughs> Might could be. Brad Downey says, This object, the burnt statue, somehow represents a visual representation of political tensions that are erupting in my country and not only in my country. Downey's purpose for creating the statue was to inspire dialogue on the political situation in the U.S., particularly surrounding the notion that President Donald Trump committed to reducing immigration, despite being married to an immigrant. That's right. Melania Trump was born in Slovenia in 1970, when it was part of communist Yugoslavia, and moved to the U.S. in the 1990s. A plastic replica of the wooden statue and mounds used to make a bronze statue of the First Lady is also due to be exhibited in Rosno, near Sevnica, her birthplace, uh, sometime in the future. Oh, those wacky artists. What are they thinking next? I don't know. It might be kind of a fun addition to the festivities at Burning Man, you know? Just please add this pre-burned version for your personal safety. Question is, can you smell that smell? We can. And it smells like change. Yes, and with that smoldering bit, we'll take off the fake noses and uh, climb into our clown car, weaving and jerking down the road, but not before thanking our contributor to this edition of Fusebox, Aaron Lane. And of course, thanks as well 
to the always searching for a good price on clown shoes, the deacon of dials over there, Milt Keynes for technical assistance and uh, so forth and so on. True slice, to be sure. And as always, a thank to you, friends, for uh, once again bravely pushing play on this installment of the show. We do so appreciate that. And also, if you have not otherwise done so, please subscribe to the festivities here, wherever you may have found it, be it Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, or the very Onsug itself at onsug.com. We do so appreciate that. I mean it, really. I have been your eating all the right foods in all the wrong ways host, Mark Rowe, saying, until our next cartoon. Fuse.